0: Welcome to the Building Heroes podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Building Heroes podcast. And today, I'm excited to have my friend Jackie Bailey back with us. So we can go a little deeper into her story and learn a little bit more about how we can help people find their voice. So just a little bit more about Jackie. She's a mother of two. She's a grandmother of four. She's also a professional speaker, mentor, and trainer. And she does, is the director of Speak, Feed, Lead, which is a nonprofit business. And She is a champion speaker and leader, a playwright, a producer, a director, author, blogger, radio show host, podcaster, and curriculum developer, which I love. And then at the end of her bio, she also says she's exhausted because that is a lot of stuff. (laughs) So Jackie, you're into all these different things. Why don't you start off and just tell us a little bit more about how you got to this point where you're producing all this content and why you're doing this. Wow. That might, I might have to go back a little ways. That's fine. (laughs) I I think we should.
1: (laughs) Well, back to the beginning, so to speak, I was a voiceless child. In fact, I, 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 Lived in a home where abuse was chronic and it changed my personality as it does for so many people who go through traumatic abusive experiences. And this was uh, with a family member as well as a family friend and because you're told not to tell it takes away your voice and I remember being afraid to have conversations with people because I thought maybe I would tell something I wasn't supposed to tell. It always held me back and it kept me from being who I really wanted to be. Years later, however, when I had to use my voice then to save another potential victim from the same fate, I realized how important my voice was and that it could be used for valuable purposes. And it was through the healing process then that I learned how to use my voice and that I had things to say and hopefully put things out there that people would find valuable and would listen to. So I began speaking and I, I wrote a book and my husband is a musician, so he takes his stage in a different way than I do but we started to co-produce musicals and we uh, had those performed on stages. And then everything comes from there. I started realizing that children really needed help with finding their voice. And therefore I began to develop curriculum in public speaking classes for kids. To help them recognize what their story is and how their life experiences give them something to talk about and something that people should be listening to and find value in their own life and who they are. And that brings me to where I am today and why I do so many things that are centered on helping people to speak, helping them to find ways to feed other people in the words that they use and giving feedback, and helping other people to improve, in other words, being mentored, and also leading, that we are all basically leaders. When we're better communicators, we can be better leaders. And that's how the Speak, Feed, Lead project is named, because those are the three areas of focus that we have in our curriculum, is speaking, feeding our feedback, and then leading.
0: So That brings us to this point. <laughs> And I love that because that's been such a journey for you. Where you started off feeling like you couldn't say anything, and look what you've turned it into just this amazing uh, thing where you're sharing your story and you're sharing your voice with other people to help uplift them. And you even have a whole system to help the kids and adults, too, right? Because a lot of adults, we feel voiceless, too to find their voices so that they can speak out and they can help others and they can, you know, do the same for other people when they leave them. I love that. And and that's one thing I just love about your story. Well, thank you. I actually just talked to a woman the other day. Actually she was on a radio
1: show that I co-host and she was talking about her traumatic experience as a child and even, even into adulthood where she was trafficked as a prostitute in Las Vegas and She said in her healing, she had to learn how to bring out her voice and not only talk about what had happened to her, but to be able now to inspire other people. And it reminded me and also validated for me that our mission is so important because finding your voice, it's a buzz term that we often use, but it really has some importance to it in that when you learn who you are, And the value that you have to give to the world, it is through your voice, whether verbally spoken or whether you write it down, your action that you provide examples to other people in the way that you live your life, that is our voice. And and through that healing process allows us to be authentic in however we share that voice with the world. And so everybody needs to understand how to use their voice.
0: Oh, I'm for sure. I agree with that. And let's talk a little bit more about finding your voice because sometimes that just sounds like, yeah, whatever. I can tell yeah, kind of you. Know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But but what we're really talking about here is being able to articulate our deepest heart and dreams and, and feelings and, and thoughts in a way that we don't feel um stupid or embarrassed because hearing what really is in your heart can be vulnerable mm-hmm. You're very vulnerable which which is why so many people do shut down their real voice and they just say what other people think they should say so even for example you know in our culture people will say hey how are you doing and we will all say oh good fine Right. Right. I mean, partly the because, common. you know, nobody really wants you to go, Oh, well, my wife is miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so in a sense, it's probably a good thing, but at the same time, it's almost like we have to have this wall up and, and we don't have anybody that we can be vulnerable with quite often. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that that's what your nonprofit is doing is you're creating a safe space for kids to learn how to share their feelings with, with the people that are safe in their lives. Right. You know, and we, I think that question, there's nothing wrong
1: with asking someone how they're doing, but I do think, as you say, we've, we've gotten so used to it that it's, it's sort of rote, and, it, and we don't really expect this long answer from someone. And that's okay, too, if we're in a situation where we're passing someone on the street or we're going into a meeting and we're in a rush. I think it shows care and concern to say to someone, how are you doing? And that answer that they give is, oh, I'm fine. I think that interchange shouldn't necessarily be discounted. However, as you mentioned, when we are raising children or when we are trying to have a trying to be a positive influence for young people or other adults in our life, it becomes important for us to want to make that connection a little more deeper. For instance, a lot of my a lot of the parents of my students have complained to me about how their child comes home from school and they ask them, hey, how was your day? And the typical reply is Meh. You know, it's either oh, a fine. or it's fine or okay. you know, it's one word, right? Okay. So how do, you, how do you as a parent draw more out from your child? Well, perhaps the answer is that you need to ask a different question in a way that provides them opportunity to open up to you more And in our classes, we teach our children, one of the basic foundational skills that we teach our children, our students, is how to have effective conversations. Because the objective of a conversation with anyone that you're having should be to find their story so that we can have that connection with them. And that involves or requires asking specific, questions that will bring out the answers. And then of course, the person asking those questions then has to listen effectively, so that they know how to respond to what's being said rather than being ready to ask the next question or or go with whatever their agenda might be in the conversation. And therefore that is the foundational skill that we teach is how do you have conversations with people. The outcome of this is really cool because Our students learn everybody has a story. And when they recognize that everybody has a story that has some connection to a story in their own life, now they begin to really be empathetic. They begin to value people more. And they begin to understand that even the stranger on the street who might look dangerous or who might be someone that we don't necessarily want to approach, that person still has value and that person is worth talking to in a safe environment. And conversation then is the way that we connect with people. So it's okay on occasion to have those rote comments, like how you doing, I'm fine, but we all need to connect with people. And therefore having those deeper conversational skills is really important.
0: Absolutely, and I love that you took the time to describe how that that looks because I I think what I'm saying is a lot of times our conversations with our kids and other people are how are you doing fine oh okay good you know we we don't ever take it any deeper because we don't really know how and and I appreciate you bringing that up because I think it's so true that we don't really understand the purpose of conversation necessarily sometimes we just think i don't know what we think but, but I love <laughs> how you framed it that really effective communication is really all about finding their story so you can connect with them right, right. I, I love that and that everybody does have a story and i think that the skill is so important in these times especially where we have such divided opinions Mm-hmm. And, and, and people tend to think it's perfectly fine to say very rude things on social media that maybe they wouldn't say that in real life. Um, or face to face, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I mean. Face to face. What is real life anymore these days? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so if, if we shift our perspective to say, you know what, people are inherently good, people are inherently valuable. Let me get a little curiosity and see if I can figure out what their story is. And, and then you can understand people better and that's, that's how we come together. So I love that. And I also know that you often talk about how important it is that we do share our stories too. So, so it's a two way thing. You know, we're trying to find out other people's stories, but then at the same time as we're finding our voice, we need to be sharing our stories too.
1: Absolutely. To
0: about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean,
1: that's, that's so we, we start with the conversation skills and then we translate that into what does a stage speech look like when you're giving an actual speech? How do you take those same conversation skills and then have a conversational speech or speak with a conversational tone to your audience so that they're not being lectured to you're actually having this conversation no matter the size of the audience. People like Tony Robbins, they have those conversational speech skills and that's why he has so many followers and makes so many connections because that's what it's about. If you're just up there sharing information, blah, 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 I know this, I know that, and I know you need to know this, and da, 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 da. information is powerful. However, if there's not a story connected to it, then people aren't going to feel that it has any value to them. And so sharing our stories is what makes connection with other people so that we can inspire their life. And so communication is so, you know, we have gotten on this social media thing. And as you say, Uh, we communicate a lot with our thumbs. (laughs) And we can't, and there's no emotion there. And we've lost the emotion that conversations should have. And when that emotion happens, people come together, even if they have opposing viewpoints, when you're looking to find that common ground with somebody through that story experience. Because it doesn't matter who you are, someone who believes completely opposite from me, who've also been victims of childhood abuse, right there, that's our connection. It doesn't, the other stuff doesn't matter we can connect with each other on a deeper level of of identity and some of the emotions that we likely experience you know in in our life and that's what's important in communication and so it's public speaking is is somewhat about giving a speech and sharing your story but before you're ready to do that you've got to be able to understand the story of others so that when you do speak you're coming from a real place of understanding or other people.
0: And you're not just bragging about yourself. If you're telling your story to make yourself look good, you're, you're telling your story from your heart.
1: That's right. Yeah. In fact, you should never be the hero of your own story when you're on stage. I know that you've got this <laughs> mission to, to build heroes and that's exactly what we need to do for ourselves. We need to be our own hero. But when we're telling our own stories, we want to make sure that it's not all about how cool we are because we did this or that. We want to be vulnerable, which is a word that you brought up earlier, which is, which is sort of a combination of being authentic and being honest. That's vulnerable and it's not always easy. It can be scary to be vulnerable, but those are the moments when you share your failures and your vulnerability when people actually see you as human. They see you as real and now they can they realize that even though you've done something that might be heroic, they can, can connect with you and, and say, well, how did you do that? I want to do that too. Instead of, ah, eh, she's just bragging all the time. You know, I have no connection to her. I could never be like that. So that's why that's important too.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that's what makes you relatable because you're human and you mess up. And, you know, when, when we talk about being a hero on your own hero's journey, it doesn't mean that you're this perfect a amazing person and that you have to set yourself up like that. A hero is going along this hero's journey and it's hard. And he, mm-hmm. a hero does <clears throat> run into obstacles. And, you know, those are the sort of things you can share, and especially with our kids too. I think sometimes we feel like or we have to be perfect in front of our kids. And so we don't even let some of the struggles and things that come up for us with our kids. And we just feel oh. like we always have to be right and... <laughs> you know, that's, that's gonna make it hard to connect with your kids. <laughs> it
1: is, I mean, especially if there's a child that's struggling with a particular subject, maybe math, like I struggled with math. And it, I always felt like the pressure was on me to try to get better at math, but it was just something I struggled with. And I believe if one of my parents had said to me, you know, I wasn't very good at math either. Let me see if I can find someone who was good at math who can help you with this because many times it's just a teaching style. Mm-hmm. I, in, in fact, I, I actually did pretty good in algebra in high school, but when then I got into geometry, the geometry teacher was horrible because all he would do is lecture. He never actually taught the concepts in a way that I could understand because I wasn't just an auditory learner. I needed to have someone show me to do it, and then I could copy that, you know, math is pretty factual. So once you know a system, you kind of copy that system for for other work, and yet he didn't do that for me. And that's why I struggled with that. And I remember bringing home a D in geometry and getting sort of chastised for it, you know, but it, but I really believe it was because of the teacher's method in teaching that there wasn't a connection there. He wasn't relating geometry to my real life. It was just something I had to do. So that same principle applies in everything that when we need to be able to have our children relate to us and we need to show our vulnerabilities and share the idea that, well, you know what, I appreciate that you're really trying with this. Let's see if we can't help you find somebody or let's find somebody who can really teach you this in a better way for you to understand it, rather than make it all about grades, make it all about achievement. Let's really, if if our child is struggling with something, that communication needs to be opened up so that we can figure out how to help them best. That's that's part of leadership and mentoring
0: as well. Absolutely, and I totally agree with that. I mean, the thing is that that is such a good method, but as parents, sometimes you forget to. (laughs) You forget how hard it is to be a kid, to be a teenager, especially, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just cannot see their side. And so do you have any tips or tools that you teach in your classes to help your students see other people's side when maybe they're really thinking, I am so right in this situation?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, actually we do because... Feedback is something that we should all have some skill in. It doesn't matter who you are, at some point in your life, you're gonna be giving somebody else feedback. you oh, is that really the way you wanna clean your room? Or, "Um, yeah, the meatloaf's a little bit burned, you know, something like that. And we can say things in a mean way, or if we've learned skills about how to give feedback to someone in a more positive way, then we gain more friends. We have more trust. We're probably going to be more successful in the areas that we try to achieve in. And so some of the things that we start off with very early is that our classes are groups of kids. We don't call them we don't call them students, necessarily. We call them a team. The very first day of class, they name their team. They give their team a name and they invest in that team with that name, and it represents something about all of them. And then with that, after that first step when someone shares their story in front of a group or shares their speech there's always feedback from the other students and they are trained how do you start off with something positive you're going to be looking for something that you liked about what they said or or the way that they looked or some body movement they used that was really helpful to the to the story and help you understand what was happening or maybe they use their voices in different ways in dialogue or characters that allowed you to really follow along with the story. Start with something positive, provide some ways that they could be a better speaker, that they could make their message more powerful, that they could give more detail to a story or leave out detail, too many details to a story. And in this regard, the kids are helping each other peer-to-peer that is so cool to see because I have seen some amazing feedback from 10-year-olds to their peer members. And it, it warms my heart to know that they're learning these skills early because that means they're going to be successful in all of their other academics and in their career and business and everything they do. If you can provide positive feedback to people and win friends by doing so instead of making
0: enemies, gosh, I mean, you're unstoppable. Oh, for sure. And people's skills and communication skills are such a foundational skill that we need just to get through our own personal life journeys, mm-hmm. you know? And and as you're talking to, oh, my mind is always going, hey, how can we apply this in our family life, you know? Um, because as a family, we should be a team too we should be there to build each other up and then we can teach that skill to our own kids and say hey if you have something that you want to provide feedback on like something that's bugging you or whatever you know (laughs) here's how to do it first provide some positive feedback and then you know, you could maybe give a tip if they're feeling open to that. You know, that would be so much better than just saying you are so annoying. I wish you would yeah. stop doing that.
1: You never pick
0: up your socks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Which yeah. often is the go-to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, in fact, I, w- I was just thinking about an inter- interaction that I had with a teenage daughter, and I I was totally thinking I was right. In fact, I knew I was right, because I was right. Um, (laughs) Yes, you were. (laughs) I know. But as I started pondering it, and I I was thinking about, you know, the feedback that I I got to myself was that talk we had did not turn out very well, (laughs) okay? (laughs) So that's feedback there, right? And she did not feel understood. And so I started pondering about this thinking, okay, I just got, I got a little signal here that maybe I didn't handle that even though I was, you know, correctly, even though I was right, <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yep. laughs> you know, and, and I started thinking, okay, what's the other side of the story? What is her side of the story too? And, and I couldn't see it. I literally could not see it for quite some time (laughs) Mm -hmm. until I started. So, you know, as I started asking myself that question though, it started coming to me. Right. And I started seeing her story and I thought that is such a powerful, powerful technique to realize that finding the other person's story is the purpose of communication so that we can connect
1: It is. And and I'm glad that you brought up understanding because we have two ears and we hear things all the time. Most of the things we hear all around us, we don't really pay attention to because it's just so normal. Yeah. But when we're having a conversation with someone, that's when the hearing really needs to kick in and we need to listen to try to understand not listen for what we want to say next or how we're going to break in there or how we're going to prove that our argument is the right one you know Um, and try to bring them to our viewpoint that's not the objective of listening it's it's to understand what the other person is saying and what they're feeling you don't have to agree with them in fact most of the time when i'm listening to someone i'm i'm thinking I don't really get this. I don't, I don't believe that that's legitimate, but I want to understand how they might be feeling that way or why they might have that viewpoint. And then, at least with that understanding, now I get it. You know, it makes it more clear for me why this person does what they do or says what they say or struggles with something. I'm more clear on that. And then when you're clear on that, now you've got a place to start. And so that feedback system that we have in our classes also provides that ability to try to understand what was your actual message? What were you saying in that presentation? This is what I thought it was, and the reasons that I thought it was this is because you did this, this, and this, or you said this, and this, and this. And the speaker is hearing that going, well, if that was the message, then yay for me, I, you know, the audience got it. But if that wasn't the message I was trying to convey, then there's something about the way I present my material that I as a speaker need to improve in. And no one said, you know, you're wrong. No one said you need to do it a different way. The speaker themselves has been allowed to to uh, think about that in their mind and digest it a little bit and realize, oh it's up to me to do this because my audience didn't get what I was saying. And when a child learns that, I mean, from both sides of it, when you can give give the feedback and also get the feedback in a a positive way, it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) It's just absolutely magnificent. Well,
0: (laughs) and I think the other beautiful thing is that it carries over into the rest of their life because they're practicing these skills in a safe environment. So then they can take those skills into the rest of their life and they're gonna have that skill where they know how to communicate in any situation, Mm -hmm. which is so fantastic.
1: Well, and they're just going to have confidence to do so. I mean, I think that's what holds a lot of us back is we feel like we're going to say something stupid, but when we've had these experiences to learn how we portray ourselves and some words that we use that are powerful and words that maybe aren't and how we can get people to better understand us. Then we have that confidence that in any situation, we will step up and speak if we need to. Or we'll be quiet when we feel like that's the right thing is to not say, not say something. I mean, that both could be correct, right? And, yeah. uh, and, and so a child, you know, kids with social media these days, they've really been, they're voiceless to some degree. Like you say, they, they say things on social media that they would never say face to face because there's no
0: responsibility for that. Exactly. Or they're not going to say anything on social media because they don't think because they're going to get, they feel like they're going to get hammered. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, because that's
1: bullying takes place very severely on social media. So you want to be able to give your child confidence to know that their own value and to know that they do have something valuable to say, even if they're, people aren't gonna necessarily listen to it, they need to still put that content out there in, in their own way and about things that they love. you know, At school, they'll be given assignments, read this book and then give a report. Okay, some children thrive with that and they like it because they like to read books and learn stories, but then there's other children who they don't want to give those reports. It's scary to stand up in front of people and do that. And it's not even about something that they enjoy. So it's just a chore and they don't have those enjoyable moments in communication experiences.
0: Well, and often just giving your opinion is, well, almost always, really it's vulnerable because what if it's wrong? You right.
1: know,
0: people in our, in our society, we, we have the struggle because we don't want to be wrong and we don't want people to disagree with us and we want we just want everybody to like us, which, I mean, is is good because we want to like people, but it shouldn't dictate how we are speaking or behaving, behaving, yep. behaving, behaving. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we have something important to say, we should be able to share that without fear of shame. Right. And, yeah. And we can only do that if. We feel confident in ourselves.
1: Right. And if, and if we feel, Dale Carnegie once said that you, you will gain more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you will in two years by trying to get people interested in you. So again, that turns that back to, we yeah. need to have skills in conversation to show interest in other people. That's how we build friendships not by trying to get people to say, hey, look at me, I'm cool, look at, you know, look at the picture I posted, look, look at that, and that's, that's the mistake that we're making on social media, is that we're not showing interest in others as much as we're trying to say, hey, look at me, I'm doing this, so our, and, our and children yes. need to learn a new way.
0: Oh, I agree, and I think that's totally how social media has been built. It's mm-hmm. all about hey, here's my perfect life. And it creates a whole lot of other problems because all these kids and adults and teenagers, we're getting on there and we're looking at everybody's perfectly curated life that we get to Mm -hmm. see. Yep. (laughs) Yep.
1: (laughs) But it's only a two inch size of a gigantic picture of what's actually happening in a person's life, you know?
0: Right. Like, I'm not posting on social media my big mess up of the conversation where I was told right <laughs> and didn't listen. You know? right. <laughs> or does anyone post a picture of themselves when
1: they first wake up in the morning? No. <laughs> <We still laughs> you know? a challenge, but yeah, no. Because <laughs> yeah. we do want, we want to look our best to other people. And that's fine. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. But if that's the only thing we're seeing from people, then we begin to compare ourselves in an unhealthy way to other people because they're putting, us, putting out their best and we're comparing their best to our worst. And yep. that's, that's what's
0: dangerous to our children. And to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. i careful for sure. So yeah, it, it's nuts. Well, I love what you have shared with us today, and you've given us a lot of good practical tips that just don't even take any extra time. It just takes a little bit of extra thought to see what we're doing in our conversations and our communication skills. You know, if we just started thinking, okay, in every conversation I have, I'm gonna find their story. Mm-hmm. In every conversation I have, I'm going to listen to understand their story, their, their, how they're feeling. You know, just that right there could really just bump up our relationships with one another. Well, and, and that's, that's a really, I, I'd like
1: to challenge your listeners to do that because this is one of the early um, assignments that we give our students is go home and talk to one of your parents. Ask them questions. We often give them some suggested questions that they can start with, but it's never, hey, dad, how are you doing? It's, dad, when you were my age, what kind of music did you listen to? Right? So they go home with an assignment. Go talk to mom or dad or someone that you know really well. at start easy. And ask them a question with the objective of finding a story. And then they have to come back to the next class and share the story they discovered about that person they talked to. And it is so delightful to hear our children come back and they say, oh my gosh, I thought my mom was always this, this really proper goody two shoes person, but I found out that she used to skip school, you know, when she was in fourth grade. And the kids are so delighted by the newfound knowledge about their parents, and they and they have a stronger relationship with their parent because they got real. And, and I say to them, I ask them, now, would you have known that about your mom or your dad had you not asked that question? And they always say, no, I don't think I would have ever known that. And that's the power of a simple question. And that's the power of effective communication is that we do learn more about people. And so, that's one of the first assignments and they get it pretty quickly that if I want to know something about someone else, I've got to ask questions. It's not leading them to find out about me. The most important person in a conversation is the one that you're talking to. And uh, so that's, I would challenge all of your listeners to do that is from, you know, in the next week, think about how, what kind of questions could you ask with the objective of finding that person's story, finding a story that you didn't know about that person and see if that changes the relationship with that person. And I will guarantee that it will.
0: I love that. And I love that challenger. And I hope my listeners do take up. the challenge. <laughs> so would you like to just tell us where our listeners can find you if they want to learn more about how they can get their kids or even themselves into your classes? Yeah. And, yeah. I would too. So we are a nonprofit
1: and it is called the Speak Feed Lead project. Our website is speakfeedlead.org. We offer classes, public speaking and leadership classes for grades 4 through high school. There's a grade 4 to 5 class, grade 6 to 8 classes and then grades 9 to 12 classes, so they are with their peer groups and each of the curriculum for those classes is a little bit different. In the very first uh, unit of our curriculum for the grades six to eight and nine to twelve is that they actually do a podcast, just like we're doing today. They learn how to develop a podcast, and so they get to talk to someone who is an expert in whatever field they choose to talk about, which has been really fun for the kids. We have eight units of curriculum, and I'm sorry, whether it's There's eight weeks of 12 unit curriculum. So there's about three years of curriculum that if your child stays with us the whole time, they get three years of training in public speaking. And um, we have classes ongoing right now. We've got classes starting next week and the week after that. They are very inexpensive. And consider that when you purchase a class for your child, that you're also helping a child, a voiceless child somewhere in a correctional facility or a homeless shelter or in foster care, you're also helping that child to have access to our classes too because we give them free to those individuals and your your child registration fee helps us to do that. So you double your impact by helping your child to gain better communication skills. And we also have classes for college prep and adults as well who are thinking about starting a business or wondering about their personal branding or wanna write a book or start a podcast. And you're thinking, what is my message? What could I share? What do I have to give the world that's a value? We work through that through our Take a Speaking Quantum Leap courses for, for adults. And we help you find your message in your stories and help you craft them and deliver them with power. So there's something for everybody, and communication is a lifelong pursuit. <laughs> we never, we never, I've never felt like I'm a, I'm a perfect communicator. I'm always learning, and it just takes that practice all the time to, to be really good and confident at com- conversation and speaking and however you want to put your your story out into the world. So speakfeedlead.org, you can find
0: out about us on that site. Well, I love what you're doing and I so appreciate you taking your time to come and share these awesome techniques and just this challenge to ask questions, to find common ground with someone else too and then you'll better connect with them yeah so thank you so much for listening today thanks for listening to the building heroes podcast can you help more people join the building heroes movement by sharing this podcast more people can find it when you subscribe to the show rate it and leave a review For more help on building heroes in your home, get the free building heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.